Welcome back to I Love You 3000 Minutes. I'm Obadiah Stane. I'm Tony Stark. You sexy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast that traveled back in time endgame style to rewatch from Iron Man 1 to Spider-Man Far From Home. Crossing arms every time you check out the video. Not true. What the hell? Oh my god, I found one of my old hairs. <laughs> it has to be mine. It's long enough. Mm-hmm. And you know no one's kissing my face. And that was a sad comment, which reminds me that uh, it made me really sad that Jensen said it's actually a nice place. Because considering that he goes to conferences and burn and things like that, it is a nice place if he's able to afford that and go around and, you know, lecture, teach, or just be a part of these conferences. But the fact that that's the first way to describe Golmira, which you get the first, the full name this minute, the fact that he offers that up first and the fact that he's not white makes me think that if this was intentional, going to all these conferences, every time he mentions a small town in Afghanistan, people must make an assumption and just go, oh, so sorry. That's rough. Didn't he say people in his village have had those types of wounds that Tony had before, so they called him the walking? So it's pretty war-torn, though, you know? Uh, He said he's seen people with that in his village, but it's actually a nice place. Considering he's in Afghanistan and the war and everything, I assume maybe people got hit by random bombings, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that happened, but his town is nice. I just read it as the first thing he offers up before even being asked right. or waiting for responses. It's actually a nice place. Just makes me think that he's constantly gotten reactions to telling someone that he lives in a small town in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Of people assuming that it's not a nice place. Yeah. And that just broke my heart a little bit as I was watching this minute over and over again. But, I mean... It's, it doesn't need to be such a victim type of thing. It's just people could assume, like, it might be an okay assumption to make. Like, not an okay That's wrong. That's not what I meant exactly. But an it's just understandable like, assumption yes, to make. Yes, it might be an understandable assumption to make. It just broke my heart for him to have to have experienced that so much that he, at least how I'm reading it, defends it before someone can even make that assumption. You know, that, that just sucks. Considering he knows how Westerners live, it, like, they're always... Um, you know, they're pampered. He he goes to these conferences, they're in these hotel rooms, and he's like, oh, this is how they always live, you know? And so he's just like, yeah, you know, it's a little village in... Which, Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, and he's like, yeah, it's nice. It's actually nice, you know? Like, I don't know if he so much, like, defending it. Like, hey, my country's actually nice, you know? It's just... Oh, no, I, that's just how I read it. You know, yeah. like, he says it's actually a nice place. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to reverse engineer why did he say it like that why did he phrase it like that and then that's the conclusion i came to because he does go to nice conferences why is he offering up that it's actually a nice place like you wouldn't believe it but it's nice and i'm like oh man that sucks just having to defend the village you love you know if he has the money or at least the job to be able to go to these conferences he has the means to move away if it's not nice you know Mm -hmm. so he's choosing to live there Mm -hmm. And it kind of sucks thinking that, like, maybe here, someone from Detroit. Mm -hmm. That has such a reputation for not being a nice place that even Family Guy made a joke about it saying, "Uh, In recent news, the mayor of Detroit has given up! (laughs) 
and decided to give the land back to the Native Americans. It's a funny joke, mm-hmm. but it's like if if a place has that reputation, that that's the joke you get about that place. Mm-hmm. You know, someone living there in a nice area would probably be frustrated every time they said, "I'm from Detroit," and people would probably go, "Ooh, I'm sorry." Like, fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a big side tangent of mm-hmm. mine, Richard. What happened in this minute? So, he explains he's from Gomera. It's actually nice. I can't wait to see my family when I leave. So, even though it's a very dire situation, he's determined he's going to leave and they're going to make it. Yeah, um, you may not remember because it's been a long time since you watched, but Tony asks if you have a family. He says, I will see them when I leave here. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, heartbreaking, but... You tell us to go into this without watching. I know, I've given it up. And you're just uh, just blowing it. Wait, do you remember what happened? No. (laughs) Okay. Not until you... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I've given up on that. It's fine. (laughs) (sighs) So anyways, thank you. Um, It's this minute. So he asks Tony if he has a family. Uh, Tony asks him if he has a family. Oh, yeah, yeah. He asks him back. Like, do you have any family? And he goes... And he explains to him, ah, so you're a man that has everything but still has nothing. Tony's like, no. Nah. Um, I, I love how Jensen has a propensity for reading Tony Stark's character sheet. <laughs> 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 like, just being able to go to the courtroom and cut him, either in the motivation earlier or right now. He's like, I see you. I see exactly who you are, head to toe. Mm-hmm. Technically encountered him and kind of observed him before, too, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they share that moment. Tony's like, yeah, I don't have a family. Yeah. Um, the, the people come back to check on him. The terrorists come back to check on him. And uh, that, is, that is one thing I like. It feels like almost every single minute there's a reminder that mm-hmm. they're not alone. Mm-hmm. That they're being watched. Mm-hmm. When he looks at them, they're not playing backgammon. Uh, they're actually, it appears, they're doing some work. Or they're both just looking down at some, it. I think Tony has his goggles on. Yeah, yeah he's Tony's grinding his goggles on. He's soldering. Mm-hmm. Possibly the same thing we'll see later. Let's see. Jensen's like sharpening something. Doing something with his hands. He's satisfied. The leader guy is satisfied. He's like, yes, they are working. And uh, shows some of the armor that the guy leader guy couldn't see. I would have guessed that this was like showing more passage of time, but I think it literally cuts in time from that second in charge guy right to inside the room. And we see a bunch of stuff before Tony soldering again. Uh, something with possibly a gas canister. It says Bendix GU163A1. But it looks like it could be propane, considering later. Some gas, maybe a flamethrower. I'm going to say flamethrower. Yeah, looks like a flamethrower. Got that right. And I think the chest piece right that would go right above the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. And at the neckline, got some other that, pieces. It looks like an R, but it's probably not an R. What is an R? Oh, it like it, they meant to write it in there? Yeah, in the, in the chest piece there. Gotcha. That, that looks like an R, but it might just be four pieces welded together. It's R for Robert. We got some coffee with creamer in it. Unless that's just an empty styrofoam cup, but no, it's the bottom is brown. There's a little bit of creamer in there. Got a drawing that we can't really make out. Looks like a missile. It does? Okay. That, <laughs> uh, uh, blown up? That's like yeah, Jarvis after I was just going to say, yeah. I was literally just going <laughs> to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get another tank with uh, wing nuts. Like, wing nuts. Yep. And a little metal piece. Uh, I'm not sure. And another soldered piece. That looks like just a big giant paperclip. Oh, that's uh, that's a spark thing for torches. So torches just shoot off gas until you light it, and that lights it. It just makes a spark. You squeeze it, and it makes a spark. That is. Yep. 
Okay, I think that was what they were holding. Like, this is the thing that had the metal. And yeah, then that so spark thing was holding them. There's like thing. a friction plate in there, and then you squeeze it, and then that metal rubs against the friction plate and makes a spark so that you can light up whatever you need to light up. Okay, and then it's good that we zoomed in on here because, look, we've got that piece with the R on this piece of paper at the... I can't see that. 55 second mark. See, it has a little arc reactor. Oh, the arc barrier. reactor. No, sure. but then yeah, this okay. piece that looked like an R it's above it. Okay. Okay, I see. Yeah, and then some other drawings. So they got even different angles. What's this thing that's at the 55 second mark that's red? Oops. Oh, red. it looks it like looks a measuring like... device. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, yeah, sparks coming, and there's a piece that says <laughs> Tark. ID, so mm-hmm. Stark Industries, mm-hmm. or I don't know what the ID means. Upside down, and a brush. Wire brush. That's a wire brush? I think so. Right. And then he's soldering something, and he's got those magnificent goggles on. Mm-hmm. And For welding. Because of me, we just spent the last, like, four minutes looking straight down. <laughs> like I didn't mean. Whoops. Sorry. But anything else for this minute, Richard? Tony, you don't have family, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, I think I fucked that up. Um, yeah, you know, I was looking forward to seeing what was happening with Jensen. So, okay. Look, he is going to be War Machine. His, his heart's going to get blown up, I understand. No, that was my heart breaking. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get into that minute. That was the end of minute 28. I'm Richard. I'm Brian. We've got an army. We've got a podcast and an Instagram.